Welcome to episode 16 of Ripping the Rack podcast. My name is Tim. We are at Tim's Big Cat Sanctuary today, uh, otherwise known as Tim's Deck. Uh, my co-host, Brian. Uh, Timmy, how you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. We played golf today. We did. I actually looked like I kind of played golf I, today. I got it. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna say something here because, and it's going to come out wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway, because you're typically, you're not a real good golfer. Uh, I wouldn't you, even call myself average. No, but you know what, though? You made it. You made a change, a slight change in your grip. I did, and I saw you play today the way I have never, in the history of ever's, seen you play. I was actually very impressed. You actually had an eagle putt. I did. I did. And it was tracking, but you missed it. But you did make the birdie. I did. You did, did. make the. Birdie. I made the birdie on a tougher putt coming you, up back up. You had the only birdie of the. I did not have a birdie today. Ooh, and I, I almost, I almost outdrove Timmy on a couple holes. Yeah, and I then was I, real close. And then I started swinging. And then he stopped hitting five wood. <laughs> so so we've got a uh, we've got a jam packed agenda today. I mean rip roar Oh, hi. <laughs> Sorry, that was a That's nature. That's nature. Damn um, nature, you scary. <laughs> so again, being out on our deck today, uh, out on my deck, um not my deck, my deck. Uh Tim's sorry. has got a moderately sized deck. <laughs> I got a moderately sized deck. Uh it's it's wood. Yeah. Um it's hardwood. Is it wood or composite? No, that's wood. Okay. Oh no, that's hard. It is. That's that's hard wood. Um, pressure treated variety. Pressure. Oh, definitely pressure treated. Welcome to this old house. We, <laughs> well, Brian is sitting directly in front of our catio. That's true. Uh, which the cats are not in it, even though they should have been. They could have been in the podcast today. Oh, we would have heard oh. them. Little kitty is loud. No, I don't typically put little kitty out there with the other two. Oh, little kitty gets they angry. Don't, they don't like. The other two don't like Little Kitty, and Little is Kitty is it because Little like Kitty's it. chubby? I think so. I think so. fat fat lives matter. They do. I know. They do. <laughs> uh, look at me, well, Jesus! I'm five foot four. I weigh two hundred pounds. I know. Do you ever notice that Cheech posts some of the best food stuff on Facebook? I ever? hate him for that. Oh my god, I'm so hungry when I, I know, look at Cheech's posts. Oh my god. So what do we have today? We have uh, oh, we got a our our sponsor for this week is David Matero Architecture, located in Bath, Maine. Uh, David has been an architect for 30 years, um, and he is an award-winning architect. Very cool. What did he design? He designed Bayside Bowl. That's right. Bayside Bowl in uh, Portland, Maine, was designed by my brother David. Uh, David is licensed, I believe, in New Hampshire and Massachusetts, as well as New York. Um, I... I think so uh, call him find out you can reach him at uh, area code 207-389-4278 uh, again that's 207-389-4278 uh, you can find him on the web at davidmatero.com that's d-a-v-i-d m-a-t-e-r-o dot com uh, and he's located at 49 center street in bath maine uh, give him a shout I feel like I hear some noise. Is my wife vacuuming? She might be vacuuming. I, I do think she's vacuuming. You, yeah. You want to wave to her? Just say hi. Say hi, honey. Hi. Hi, honey. Is she even looking? No. Okay. No. Um, so, again, I know I'm biased when I say he's he's really good architect, but I'm telling you, he's really good. Bayside Bowl is a beautiful building. Yep. Uh, Linda Bean's Restaurant in, in Freeport, uh, right, right across from mm-hmm. L.O. Bean, is a David Matero design. Um, been he's doing, good. He's good. He's been doing it a long time. He did some stuff for was it DIY Network or something with that treehouse thing so that didn't he, end up airing. So he did uh, ultimate treehouses or something. I, no, he oh. he actually he did a design for a guy that obviously had more money than he knew what to do with. Um, it was supposed or, to be for his kids, right? Yeah, it was a treehouse, but it ended up it was it, a guest house. It ended up being a guest house in the trees. It is the coolest freaking thing I've ever seen. Um, so that yes, and that was it was on uh, one of the TV channels. They did a, they did something, and they interviewed mm. him. And I don't know what it was. If it was the uh, National Geographic, I, I think it was H- like DIY Home, Network or Home and Garden Discovery Science or something, something. like that. Um, so no, that was pretty cool. So this episode is uh, is sponsored by him. 
Uh, we do have an interview. Um, I pre-recorded an interview with my sister Karen and my brother David. Uh, one of them is a very accomplished bowler. One of them is, and one of them's an architect. And one of them's <laughs> an architect. Um, that was, you know, twenty twenty-five minutes or so. Um, had a great time interviewing them. We had a lot of fun. There was some laughter. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty. It was pretty neat. Uh, we will have a link to the Legend of Timmy, which is a mockumentary that my brother uh, designed. It's really well done. Co-wrote. Well, he wrote edited. it. Edited. Edited, filmed, filmed everything. Um, it was forty plus minutes, and uh, there is a link to YouTube that will be on um, down to. I think he edited it to like twenty twenty five minutes. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So we're gonna jump right into that interview. Uh, this is um, myself interviewing my sister Karen um, and my brother David. All right, here we are, ripping the rack podcast. I've got a couple of special guests with us today. Um, I've got the maker and creator and director of the legendary film, The Legend of Timmy, David Matero. And I have the second best bowler from the state of Maine, women, female, and Karen Matero. Uh, Dot Petty. That's, that's who I had on my list, and I had you second, if, if, you're, if you're okay with that. Uh, David, you are not in the top 100, but of women. I'm... <laughs> Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to start with Karen. Um, Karen is, uh, an, an accomplished Candleton bowler has stopped bowling. I don't know, 15 plus years ago. Um, so let me ask you this, Karen, some hard hitting questions. <laughs> Who is your favorite male bowler from the state of Maine Not with David. the initials TM that rhyme with Gim Didero? <laughs> I don't know. She's really thinking hard on this one. <laughs> who is it? Who, who is it, Kay? It must be someone named Jim. <laughs> uh, well, considering it starts with a T. <laughs> Tom. Russ Neely. Well, that doesn't Ooh. rhyme with Gim Didero, so I don't. I, I would say you're wrong. Um, anyway, uh, this is a. Uh, was that your throwaway question? That was my throwaway question. Um, this is uh, this is this is important for me and, and, and special because I have my brother and my sister, who um, they're okay, you know, they're, they're all right, I guess. So, uh, Karen, let's 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 talk uh, let's talk for a second. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, don't no okay, <laughs> David. Tell me a little bit about the legend of legend of Timmy. You 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 told the story of how that came to be. So, uh, have you? talk about Legend of Timmy in your podcast yet? We mentioned it, yes. What did you mention? The Legend of Timmy. We just haven't talked yet. So how much we pick on you, but any uh, what they say in, uh, in the news, bad no any bad news is good news? Yes. So The Legend of Timmy was um, uh, made, uh, well, quite a few years ago now when I got a um, video camera and I interviewed uh, lots of family members and friends of Tim's. Um, and then they filmed Tim bowling in the World's Tournament up in, what, I think, Bangor. And I spliced it all together into a 40-minute mockumentary called The Legend of Timmy. And um, we had some original, well, not, not so much original songs, but we original words to some songs. And we did a lot of uh, drinking and a lot of editing, and we had a ton of fun. And then we gave it to you uh, for Christmas, and then we get to watch it again. And it was it was some of the most fun I've ever had uh, uh, making that movie. We had, I mean, I don't know how many times we get together. I'm talking, looking at yep. Karen here. And it was just, we just, I think the blooper reel is probably the best part, because we just <laughs> laughed and laughed <laughs> for hours. Yeah. It was great. We had, it was so much fun. And then, um, and then, yeah, it, it was, then I had my sort of, amateur movie skills, editing that and putting the music together. And then I posted it to YouTube, and so far I think we've got two views. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll give Tim the link, and and you can – I think if it's been edited down to like 24 minutes. It was like a 48-minute movie. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a blast. It was so much fun. We still talk about it. So when you were when you were making that, um, how, how, how did you – 
come up with that idea? What was your uh, creative thinking like? I mean, it was just. Well, it's, um, you know, it's basically another opportunity to make fun of you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we loved, I've been, I've loved doing that ever since you were born. And uh, <laughs> being the oldest, I was able to do that quite a bit. Um, but yeah, it was a drive to our grandmother's here in South Paris. And um, uh, the inspiration happened. Um, and within l less than five minutes, I had the whole movie laid out. And we started with interviewing uh, uh, Dad and Vicky and Grandma. <laughs> and then <coughs> and then we went to um, your bowling tournament was right around that time. So I think that's what it was. Uh, next weekend might have been that tournament. I filmed you bowling and of course you know Karen's the one who makes the most fun of you in that film and <laughs> on the film she's the one who's cheering the loudest <laughs> at the tournament it's true. Um, and uh, and then I filmed uh, uh, Karen and Becky at the time and mom um, had some pretty good stingers in there for mom um, uh, uh, John and Charlene your friend Brian <coughs> uh, it was oh uh, Jane and Dave, Dave. Yeah. yeah, we called people, interviewed them over the phone. I did not have good editing skills, so the the forty some odd minute movies down now down to twenty four minutes. It's still it's still pretty darn funny. Well, it is for us anyway. No, I I I think that's still said. That's one of my favorite gifts I've ever received. Uh, even though you were made fun of me for forty plus minutes, <laughs> but uh, it was it. Oh my God! It was it. Oh it, it, was, it I mean. I still think Karen has the best line in the whole in the whole uh, uh, movie. What what was that line? Can you repeat that? Can you repeat it without laughing? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's already you, you laughing. You shouldn't have said that because um, you put Ben Gay on your opponent's balls. <laughs> that was it. Key to keys to my success. Yeah. Um, so, Karen, um, I, I do have a question for you because the three of us bold. Um, David is a is a well I, I wouldn't call what David did bowling but he tried um, he he oh, made a, he made a good effort um, you know obviously uh, I would say that uh, uh, Karen you're probably more accomplished on the state level than 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 I was I was not very accomplished in the female ranks um, <laughs> so uh, you were obviously very accomplished <laughs> on the female rank side. Um, I do have an actual serious question. With all of your bowling, who was your biggest opponent? You're supposed to answer. <laughs> Sorry, I'm deep in thought because there was uh, uh, so many amazing bowlers in that time. Um, Sharon, Sharon Neely, yeah. Judy Bowden. Yeah. I mean, so many more. So... I didn't want her to know, but uh, you know, I beat her all the time, so <laughs> I wasn't gonna like say anything. So um, I don't know if I have a specific no. specific person, but it, it was just a, it was just a lot of fun. Would Would you consider yourself your biggest opponent? Like your 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 mental kind of fortitude. Can't imagine that was a big not, part of not usually. Yeah, not usually. Yeah. Well, I, uh, when I've was the, when was the time that you faced mom in the tournament in one of the, like a, a main state or something? Oh yeah, I faced her a couple, two or three times I think. And and did you beat her? Well, I, 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 I beat did, her. Right? I beat her every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She um. Did you she take she the upper more, She paid more attention to me <laughs> and what I was doing, and I pretty much just ignored her. So <laughs> just like bowling my my lane. So you might want to take this opportunity to apologize. <laughs> Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She's still mad because she kept Karen's trophies up in the attic. <laughs> that's another scene. That's another. another scene in Legend of Judy. <laughs> that is. That is. Um, I would say I, one of my favorite um, memories from bowling was the eliminations at Colonial. Um, you had bowled Sharon the match that, that right before I bowled Russ. I don't know if you remember this. And you, you beat Sharon. And yeah, I beat her several times too. She cared. Yeah, this is this is how to how to win friends well, and influence people. Um, I, I believe I beat Sharon the first time I won the state championship, actually. Yeah, but the reason why I bring this up is because I had a great match with Russ, 
and you were behind me cheering, and, and of course Sharon was drinking because <laughs> she had just lost, and uh, we had drunk Sharon behind behind me. Um, and I don't know if you remember that or not, but it was – I just remember it because you had obviously – Somewhat, a little bit. I mean, it's – Yeah. There was some fun. We had fun. With, oh, boy, Oh, yeah. my God, we had fun. So why'd you quit? <laughs> why? Yeah. Uh, probably depended on just travel, money, time. A lot of people were getting done. Bowling alleys were closing. I probably, depending on where where I lived at the time, might not just been as convenient as okay. before. So, so I think about it once in a while, but okay, great. So you want to come back and bowl with me? <laughs> probably not. No. Really? Really? You want you want bowl with your brother again? Where? One seven ten. We could bowl in Augusta. You're a half hour from there. Where's the little windows in there? That's the thing about bowling alleys. No windows. Really? That's what you can't stand? Is no windows? Yeah, we joined a uh, we. It was, it was you guys, Luther. and we did a summer oh, week. Summer, I'll never do summer week. again. And you know, it was you know the beginning of spring and first beautiful weather we had in Maine, and you know we had to bowl, and it was that was that was uh, that was tough because it was it was you know it's a nighttime winter sport for sure. Yeah. So that was that was a big part during the summertime. It was tough. I think really at this point it's the commitment of like however many weeks, thirty or something like that, and I'm just like, no, no, because we could still bowl and still win. Possibly, I think we could, because I've said it, and I'll be, the, I'll say it here, and I've said it on this podcast in the past that you are the toughest mental, mental, mentally <laughs> toughest. You're, you're man, you're mental. I'm the toughest mental. You're the, <laughs> <laughs> the toughest mental. You're the mentally toughest bowler, female bowler, that I've ever either bowled with or bowled against. So, um, you you certainly you wouldn't beat yourself when when you're when you were bowling. It was. I might now. I'm a little bit older. Creaky knees. <laughs> so now she's taking her talents to uh, cornhole. Oh, yeah. See. Oh, that's right. What's it? What's it? Yeah, that's right. What's the What's the team name? Oh, uh, the new well. Uh, my team name used to be um, Not Us. So when we won, it was Not Us, but when we lost, it was Not Us. <laughs> but I think now it's going to be um, uh, Nothing But Hole. <laughs> <laughs> nothing But Hole. I like it. But hole. Oh, nothing But Hole. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> I like it. That's, that's good. That's good. Dave, do you, because you used to bowl a little bit, obviously as a junior, and then I you moved away. Well, as a junior, yeah. I'm talking about when you came back. Do you do you kind of miss bowling at all? Um, I mean, yeah, it, it's it was fun bowling, but you know, you run a business and you there's a lot of other things that that one has to do. But it was uh, we had a good time. We had um, we I think that first team was us three at at Lisbon. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and then, I mean, I, I don't know how many years I did that for. Friend Joe <coughs> came and joined. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, that's that was that was a lot of fun. I remember this one time we had um, – I was really into scoring baseball games, and the Red Sox were in the playoffs. And I think that was the uh, – they had real stayed in too long year. <coughs> and um, I, wanted to, I wanted to score every single ball game so I could put it in my scorebook that I used to sell online. And um, I drove all the way to Lisbon keeping score, balls and strikes. <laughs> and then, um, uh, you know, when I would go up and bowl, either one of you two would, would keep score. And then we kept that going for that, for that whole game. And then once Pedro stayed in too long, I never picked up the scorebook <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen, your high single was a 199. Yep. Uh, one off the state record held by Valjoy and Harriet, maybe? Tozier from someone from Bangor. I think it was Harriet. Um, what do you remember most about that? My knees shaking. <laughs> Did, were you thinking about it? Like uh, I actually wasn't looking. What's uh, you know the first half really wasn't anything special. I think I ended with a strike or whatever. But then when I threw another one and another one and another one, I just I stopped looking. I, someone would just have to let me know when I was done bowling because I didn't want to know. 
So, so did you know though you had a chance at 200? Oh, I figured I was pretty close. Okay. But I didn't exactly know. So you choked on that last ball because sure, you, you had a chance. Yeah. And you missed the head pin. I did. Still got seven though. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's still a great string. I remember because that, that was when you were bowling with David and I. Um, so I do, I do remember that. That was, uh, that was fun. Um, so these guys were gracious and did not want to be doing this. Um, so I, I do appreciate you guys sitting down to talk a little bit. Um, so I'm going to give you just a minute to tell all three listeners that are going to listen to this what your favorite memory is of me. You want to give it to David first? Yeah. You gonna think about that? I know what yours is. Okay. I know what Karen's is. Okay. Here, here's David. I don't even know what mine is. <laughs> when you get Tim to swear. Oh, yes. And mom is behind him. That's right. And then right. she washed his mouth out with the soap. That really was the best. <laughs> that was your favorite. Uh, okay. Good question. Because there's so many. <laughs> you see Oh wait, wait. When you had him swear to the the. Beach sheets. Daughter. <laughs> beach yes. Boy, we could get him to do anything. Run around the house naked. <laughs> like outside. Yeah, I, I honestly, Tim, uh, for as as how I treated you growing up, I don't know why you still talk to me. I really don't. Um, no, I mean, I think I think it was just we had, um, I believe, that where we grew up in Norway, Maine, uh, the neighborhood. <coughs> in the environment, um, it was pretty special. Mm -hmm. It was a good place. Oh, to sliding like I mean, yeah, wintertime sledding and and summer just sports like twenty four seven. Um, going down to the lads, oh, just yeah. like kick the can. Yeah, Norway Lake. I mean, we had it was a good it was a good time to be a to be a kid. <laughs> Actually, Norway was was a great town then, and I kind of got tired. Yeah, maybe it's making a comeback, but I think it's just you know. Um, you know, with three kids, I, I just remember playing, you know, Nerf basketball in the living room. We'd clear out the furniture, and mom <laughs> yeah. and dad would be away, and we'd put on the Bruins games and and make and just fight, just like the Bruins <laughs> were. <laughs> that was a, you know, they that were. What were they called? I forget what they were called back then. They're um, the big bad Bruins. The yeah, big bad. Yeah. Big bad, yeah. yeah um, there were a lot of wrestling matches. Yeah. <laughs> we we were we had like channel what thirty eight and fifty six so we could watch the Red Sox, the Celtics, the yeah. Bruins. Yep. <coughs> um, so uh, obviously everything, a lot of our childhood revolved around sports in general. So I think that's what I remember most. And then, um, and then picking up golf—that's at least that's something we can continue to do. We yeah. don't do it enough, but uh, when we do, it's it is fun. So I think those are some of mine. Okay. You've had time now, Karen. Thank you. Uh, no, I liked yours. You already, you said, you already said what I was. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> So we've got someone staring at us right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh, no, he's Jordan. Jordan, Jordan has walked. Yes, the Today Show. Jordan has walked away. All right, Karen, go ahead. All right, so bes besides the time that I got Tim's mouth washed out with soap, so that was, like, awesome. Um, a lot of what David said, you know, just growing up and all the fun and, and the games that we did, you know, Tim was, a, Tim was a great manager for my high school softball team. Yep, yep, he would – Come to all the games, obviously, and good books. Yep, um, and just now growing up, you know, as we're all obviously way pet. <laughs> I was going to be nice with that, but you know, as we all olds, we maybe don't get together as much as we do. But when we do, it's a good time, and inevitably, someone will wrestle. <laughs> Tim's face will get really red. <laughs> it's like it's going to pop off or something. I'm not really sure. <laughs> you know, just whether it's cornhole like we just played today, or just. Uh, uh, what's that game we play at Christmas? Um, oh, sequence. sequence. We have a great. So, no, you know, it's you just know like. Sequence really good? What? Gin and tonics. Oh yeah, gin and tonics make sequence really yeah. good. So, drunk, drunk David is is obviously fun David, um, <laughs> a, as we know. That'll be a, that'll be a story for another day when we're when we're at mom's. I'll I'll interview everybody and and we'll have some drunk David stories of. Falling into the Christmas tree or <laughs> removal of the Christmas tree, right. <laughs> some some yeah, stuff that we might have done to. Your son removed some things once. Yes, yes, they. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a that's a story. I I thought Oscar was going to come in and regale us with yeah, uh, a with a story of 
Jordan doing stuff. So um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Um, thank you both for for being a part of our. Uh, oh, I've, I've got to introduce David's lovely wife and my lovely sister-in-law, Kathy. Uh, Kathy, who is your favorite bowler? Favorite material bowler? That's male. That rhymes with gim. Slim Matero. <laughs> Which would be not you. Not me, obviously. Uh, so Kathy was Kathy was involved also with with the making of Legend of Timmy. Yes. Um, her her vocal talents um, were much appreciated. That is so. The link will be in. Uh, I will include the link for those of you that would like to watch this. Uh, if you would like to purchase the uh, <laughs> full version copy uh, for 19.95, um, you will get an autographed by David and Karen and me. Uh, we will and Kathy will will all autograph it. Uh, that'll be worth 13.95 when we're done. That's um, like <laughs> free. So. Uh, Kathy, what's your what was your favorite part of making that uh, making the doc mockumentary? Uh, the bloopers. Yeah. Making the bloopers. The bloopers. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 part of the bloopers? Uh, he uh, who's it? He puts Ben Gay on his balls. Yeah, we we, we kind of talked about that one. Yeah. So, uh, thank you all for for being a part of this. Um, this will be. Oh, here we go. Yeah, seriously, if that doesn't make you want to watch, I, I don't, I don't even, I don't even know what will. So, uh, thank you all. I appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you guys, and uh, you know, we'll have you guys on again. Uh, we, we'll get mom on next time, and maybe we can roast mom instead of me. Oh, that'd be easy. Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> all right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. And we're back. What a great interview. That was, that was fun. It was. Uh, that we had. Man, a, your sister doesn't like to talk, though, huh? What? <laughs> No, she she did that very reluctantly. Um, I get it. There's people that don't like to be no, interviewed, and and I, I get it. I mean, look, let's let's face it. I am the talker of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, Plane going up overhead. Probably yep. can hear it. Yeah, that's you know we are outside in nature. Um, you know, so I I I thank them. I I uh, that's still the best Christmas present I ever got. I, I that I shouldn't say ever in the history of ever's, but I mean, it. Uh, it was the amount of effort and the amount of time that it took to put that together. Um, I mean, it's really well done. It, it was fun. 
when, when I first saw it back in 2009, and I always call that the swine flu year because Timmy got the swine flu oh, with the Worlds. Uh, we watched it Sunday night, and like as people would come in, we'd restart it yeah. because they just couldn't believe what they were seeing. Yeah. And it's actually it's really, really so well done. that song that played at the end of the interview, um, that was uh, a friend, Joe Merrill on the guitar, uh, Kathy, my wife's brother, uh, my sister-in-law, singing. And at the time was Joe's wife, Doreen, um, uh, on the bongos. Um, so, you know, that's obviously. I love a good set well, of bongos. You know, I love a good bongos. Um, you know, obviously that's an old Janis Joplin tune mm. um, that they reworded and everything else. So it's, it was pretty neat. So we, we uh, David and Karen uh, from Brian and I, thank you for. Uh, Very much. Doing, thank thank you. you for doing the interview. Karen, start bowling again, please. Well, I, I'd like her to, and I keep asking her to, and she keeps saying no. Don't just know keep why. asking. I'm, well, I'm going to have to. It's always no unless you ask. Uh, well, that's typically what it is. Mm-hmm. So we're going to uh, we're going to jump in. Last week we started our top twenty five bowlers 25. since nineteen ninety. Yeah, Brian, why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I seem to be monopolizing well, it was an idea I had, and it's uh, I love lists. I really do. Um, I didn't really mention where I got the idea from last week, but I'm a countdown-aholic. If there's a good countdown on, I'll watch it. I don't care if it's counting down the 25 best brooms. I, I like <laughs> countdown shows. I'm addicted to it. And I think it comes when I was a— Wait, did you just say top 25 best brooms? Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the Harry Potter broom? Is oh, the Nimbus, the Nimbus 2000? Of, of course. Okay. Of course. It's Quidditch, man. We'll do top 25 Quidditch players <laughs> oh next. You better God. look out. Victor Crumb. Oh, he was a badass. Badass. He was. <laughs> but anyways, I, I just love countdown shows. Okay. And uh, we, I, I do a lot of, I've done countdowns on Starner's podcast now for three weeks, and that was fun. Yeah. And I figured I'd bring it over here. Nice. Which, by the way, um, I know nobody will hear this until it actually happens, uh, but we did do, well, I say did because you're going to hear this in the future, a live um, reaction to SummerSlam on John Starner's uh, Twitch channel. Yep. That's Johnny Death Drop. Yep. Um, and it's Dudes with Belts. That's the name of the show. So he'll put it up, I think, or at least clips. So take a peek. So the other thing Brian's, Brian's excited for today is, is um, as part of payment for doing my breaks, my wife promised to cook him some meatloaf. I love meatloaf. My wife does not like meatloaf, so guess what I don't get to eat a whole lot of meatloaf. So, so, so Angie is making Brian some meatloaf. Ma, meatloaf. Just saying. Luna's Luna's behind you getting a oh. better view. Hi, Luna. Oh, such a cute cat. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so let's. Uh, we are gonna do today. We're gonna do uh, fifteen through six. That's right. Timmy, I went first last week. You go first this week with your fifteen. I don't want to go first. I want you to. Okay. So my number fifteen. Mm-hmm. Of our, well, let's let's recap. Okay. Real quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna go twenty five through sixteen, so people remember. And then I'll do mine. So. I had number 25 was Russ Neely, 24 was Mark Gregory, 23, Tony LeBlanc, 22, Calvin Locke, 21, Corey Smith, 20 was Dave Godwin, 19, Chris Bovert, 18, John Winchell, 17, Deck Klein, 16 was Dick O'Connell. I had 25, Mike Poulin, 24, Steve Plant, 23, Mark Carrier, 22, Chris McGrady, 21, Kansas Snow, 20, Dick O'Connell, 19, Brian Bernaches, 18, Calvin Locke. 17, Corey Smith, and 16, Mark Gregory. Here we go. I will have younger guys up higher on my list than (laughs) Tim will because I don't have the seasoning that Tim has of watching bowling. So I'm looking at my top 15 here, and I think two guys are under the age of 40. Yeah. I think. I look at my top 15, and it's, it's considerably younger. Well... Not really, when I look at it. Yeah. So hmm. let's. So my number fifteen. Okay. Um, is a world record holder. Oh. By the name of Jeff Atkins. Oh. Great bowler out of Massachusetts. He knocked you out of your first yes. knockout, didn't oh, he? Oh, he did. Uh, so 1992, I I bowled in the fir- my first worlds, and uh, I qualified. I bowled at the time was my top five. I bowled 667, and and, qual- and qualified 31st. There was what fifteen seven hundreds, something like that. It was <laughs> it was double digits in Bangor, folks. In, in That's Bangor. in Bangor. Um, and I, you know, I won some matches and and made it to the final four. And you know, no one knew who I was, obviously. And you were just dumb and, enough to maybe win. Uh, 
you know, except for obviously Russ and, yeah. and AJ and, and Ru- guys. how much money did you co- probably cost Russ losing in the final? Honestly, I made him money that day. Oh, probably. Oh, oh yeah. He yeah. told you. Um, I'm 99 percent sure <laughs> I made him money that day. Um, I suspect he had no money on this match. Oh, in probably the final not. Four. Yeah. Um, and I I started out. I threw a double in the fourth and fifth box. I was bowling on the right and. I had the lead, and I went over to the left, and, and Russ looked at me and says, jump in front of him. And I said, seriously? He goes, yep, just grab your ball, set yourself, and just jump in front of him. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Russ is telling me to do it. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. So I jumped in front of him. I hit the head pin, but I left a soft head pin hit, and I left a did, cluster did, of five on the cluster of five on the right. Did you anger him by doing this? I think I, I, think I did because he proceeded to um, mark out. Didn't he throw five consecutive nine-pin drops? That's what I thought he did, but um, when I saw the video from uh, Steve Reno had posted mm-hmm. a while ago yeah. of the 92 Worlds, and it didn't show any of our match, but it had the score. And he had, like, spare seven, spare nine, spare eight, spare nine. Like, but he probably had a break every single shot. Oh, my God, he kicked my ass. <laughs> he ended up one. He ended up 140-something, and I ended up 120. So you had him and sitting on a double. Oh yeah, and then he decided to. And then he, and then open he, up. and then I think he probably looked at me and said, "Who the hell is this jackass?" And he proceeded to pull a Jeff Atkins on me and mm-hmm. and send me. He's send in the Hall home. of Fame, correct? He, uh, I think so. That's why he. Yeah. I, I think so. Uh, so he is my number fifteen. My number fifteen is younger, uh, considerably. He has a two hundred string, a good two hundred, uh, and that's Brian Fuller Jr. No, oh. and he also has an Easter title, which yep. I think is su- and the reason. That I put Fuller on this list is he's number one. He's a great dude. I love talking oh, to I, Fuller. I, I love Fuller. There's not a guy who appreciates the game and the history of yeah. the game. I think more than Fuller isn't does. He isn't he the the moderator, starter, admin of Candlepin Chat? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the he works every Saturday. I think so. He doesn't get to bowl a whole lot on the weekends well, unless it's Sunday. He's now the manager of the place. So well, that might General change. Manager, but I'm just saying right change. now. He he is very, very, very good and very dependable. He's a good anchor guy. Not much shakes him. Yep. But just he doesn't bowl a whole lot. Did you just in, do chipmunk? I did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, squirrel? No, chipmunk. <laughs> but that's why I put Fuller on there. Just okay. the quality of his bowling without the quantity of other people. I I I love Brian. Mm-hmm. I think I think he is one of the probably the top ten bowlers right now. In Candlepin Bowling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, d- I do not have him on my list. Um, That's the age thing, though, Timmy. It is, and it's it's because I've seen out of these top, you know, the top 25 since 1990. I mean, I've, I've mm-hmm. been around and seen all these bowlers since 90. I mean, we're talking 30 years. Um, my first real opening experience to anything seeing live was the 2005 Worlds. Yeah. So yeah, now it's just YouTube and history and stories sure. for me. So. I mean, again, I, I I would never argue with your right. with with your list at all, um, and so, vice versa. Yeah. Um, my number f- I I I went back and forth with my number fourteen and my number thirteen. Oh. Um. I so I, it's like thirteen A thirteen B. Yeah. Like when they when they tie yeah. in golf and, and it, I'm gonna, you're all listed and yeah. then it just jumps like twenty seven spots to the next yeah. guy. Um. I have Sean Morrison Ooh, at number fourteen. Okay. Um, this is so. I was lucky enough to bowl with Sean. Um, it wasn't his first Worlds in two thousand one, but he was eighteen years old. I think his first Worlds was the year before, and he bowled with Lucky's um, Lucky Seven, which yeah, was Dick with, O'Connell's with Chip, right? Chip and Dick O'Connell, mm-hmm. things like that. And I think he was seventeen, mm-hmm. um, maybe sixteen. Did maybe he bowl a lot in that one? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but he was eighteen. In 2001. When you uh, guys won it. When, well, not only did we win it, but he won the singles. Oh, that's right. That was the run. He won it ev- almost every other year every other in Nova year Scotia for like, for like four, uh, yeah, yeah, four trips a, or something. something. Something like that. So here's here's the thing with Sean. Um, he's a hell of a bowler. No doubt. He no is, question. The problem with Sean is he doesn't bowl anymore. But he shows up to tournaments still thinking that, Oh, again, with that is he he has one of those jobs. He's got he's got a tough job. Yeah. He works for UPS. He's on the road seventy hours a week. I get mostly it. nights. I, I am yeah. not disputing, you know, disputing yeah. that at all. Um, he's making the right choice. Uh, absolutely, yeah. he's doing the right thing for his family. Um, you know, Sean, uh, 
sometimes, you know, obviously Sean rubs people the wrong way. With A lot of that is, though, once you get to know Sean, yep. it's different. He's very quiet if you don't know him. Yep. Oh, I'm not. I yeah. like I said, I I roomed with him for that. For I know that, for that week. Um, you know, Sean has a very, uh, very, what's the word? A healthy competitive ability. Yes. Um, you know, and I I did I I struggled with with thirteen and fourteen, and and I'll tell you why when we get to thirteen. Okay. So my fourteen is a guy that's been around a long time, but people still think he's he looks very good for his age. That's Chris Bovert. There's a reason he's nicknamed the kid. Yeah. <laughs> because he, he the first time I saw Chris was 2005. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, must be his first Worlds, too. Little did I know. Little did you know. He's like 59 years old. And he, no, well, no, but in, and he's been to the finals numerous oh, times, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, but you won't find a – he typically bowls leadoff. And there's not many people more explosive in that one hole than Chris. Yeah, no, he's a – He a, is so accurate. That guy, I've never heard his ball bounce. Yep. Yeah. It's smooth, and it's that cross alley with rotation right in the pocket, and he he's a very, very good shot maker and single pin picker, yeah. too. And he's won an Easter. Yeah. And he did it. I was at that one. I stopped. Uh, DJ Trask and I drove down. We watched the back half of it. Yeah. And he throws like 170-something in the 17th that's straight. Just, that's just crazy. And from there on, it was just he was in he was on a different gear. Are we going to get I think we might get wet. I think so. We should hurry it up. But yeah, Chris Bouvier is nice. my fourteen. Nice. So my number thirteen is going to be a controversial pick. Okay. Okay. Brian Athern. Damn, you are close. <laughs> you are close. I actually, I, I chose Tim Matero. Oh, way okay. off. Way off. Way. So <laughs> here's why it's controversial. Obviously, it's you because it's me. Um, and that's ego talking. And mm. please tell me if. It's my ego talking. Spoiler alert, um, I have you higher. Okay. All right. So the reason why I put myself in front of Sean, and this is the only reason, is because I've been bowling about 10 years longer. I I, I can, and that's I can it. see that. Yeah. Okay. He's got more world titles than mine. I, I, I do not. Mm-hmm. Um, I have more Pro Tour titles. He has more elimination titles. He has more elimination. I have more state overall titles. And records. And records. Um, I have kept score for two of Sean's 200 strings. How many does he have? Do you know? I don't know. I know he has at least two. I know he did one of them in league one night. Yeah. And I had to keep score because the rest of his team was incapacitated at the point. Not surprised. But, yeah, no, he did it. And, I mean, it wasn't – he hit a different gear in the sixth box when he was about – he was probably 107 af- at the half. Yeah. And he marked in the six, and you could just see it was something it. different. Yeah. It wasn't league bowling anymore. No, because he had a chance. Yeah. So I did. I put myself at 13. Um, you know, I could, I could go on. At this on. moment, I would I, I would agree. I could, I could go on. For you. Um, with your list that I've seen and yeah. who you have above you. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, my 13 is Dave Godwin. Nice. Dave is you know super great guy good bowler very clutch i mean as you've said yeah. what he did in the mixed worlds too soon sorry you talk about it so i, <laughs> I do i do um but that that was super clutch yeah um and you know his you know that first year in the worlds he throws that two something oh yeah in halifax yep. just you you knew he was something special yeah and i think if we do this in another five years this list he's much higher very well could be. Yep. Very well could be. So Dave Godwin's my 13. Yep. Uh, my number 12, um, and I've, again, I flip-flopped on this one, mm-hmm. is Chip Carson. Ah. Um, Chip, when I came up in, in 91, 92, uh, well, 1990 was my first Chip year. Chip was the man. He was. Uh, well, no, Russ Neely was the man. Still? Oh, my God. Okay. Ru- Russ, was on a, Russ was on a run of three straight uh, state elimination titles with three straight Pro Tour Bowler of the Year. Wow. Um, Chip was uh, Chip was young. Uh, Chip is six years older than me, I think. Um, so he's fifty-four. He's no, 55? Uh, he might be a little old. He he's mid fifties. Okay, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but he's got he's got everything you want. Multiple state championships. He's got a world's title. Does he's, he have a knockout title? Did he win a knockout in the worlds? I have no idea. Okay. Um, possibly. Um, I 
don't know if he has an Easter title. He was runner-up one year. I know that. Um, Back when it was you were runner-up and it was thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah, he's got you know he's got some mass pro. He bowled in the um, the ten thousand dollar Pepsi show. Yep. they used to have. Yeah, so and he's got thirteen wins on the old Channel Fifty One TV show in Maine. Yep, uh, he won twelve in a row. That's the most ever, I believe, on that in, show in Maine. Yep. Yeah, that was out of was that out of Beacon? No, that was out of uh, Vacation Land. Okay. Yeah, so, I know they had one out of Beacon. I thought. Uh, I don't think so. No. Well, not that. I, well, maybe. Oh, maybe. Um, yeah. So uh, I get Chip Carson at number twelve. Number twelve, I have from the province of Nova Scotia, Chris Hollett. Um. Hollett is a super cool dude once you get to know him. He has the same kind of effect, I think, that Sean Morrison has on people. Hollett's super quiet, mm-hmm. and he's super competitive. But when you get to know Chris and talk to him a little bit, he, he's this really cool dude. Um, he he throws one of the greatest, and, and I call it a backup cut. That's just when it comes off the right part of your hand and you're a right, right-handed bowler, and it kind of spins towards the seven pin. Yeah. That, he, that rotation he puts on that ball is insane and he doesn't slide a whole lot so that's all arm whip and rotation on that ball um and he just he's made some of the coolest looking shots i've seen and he just he back when he was bowling with mclaughlin when it was like the traditional mclaughlin yeah that went on that run um i think he and robbie were possibly the best one two punch in bowling when you go four five. Oh, probably yeah probably. so i have haul it at 12 at 12 yep. okay um my number eleven is Sean Baker. Ooh, Baker. Um, I can't. I can't say enough about about his bowling ability and what he's done. Man, uh, if anything's on the right half of the alley, it's dead. He's Sean is uh, one of the rare guys that just seems the more he drinks, the better he bowls. He, yeah, we call it Maine the Nate Neely effect. Yeah. Um, <sighs> you know. And I, and I've gotten to know him a little bit better over the last you know several years, and and I've got a lot of respect for him as a bowler. Um, I like Sean. Uh, I think, like I said, he is one of the toughest bowlers out there. Yeah. Um, he's mentally tough. You know, he doesn't beat himself. Um, I and he doesn't that let I've ever, you beat him. Not that I've ever. No, if you beat him, you get a bowl. Yep. Uh, so I I have Sean Baker at number eleven. My number eleven, you have mentioned already, is John Winchell. I I struggle to find a more mentally tough person than Winchell. Yes, he gets mad. He gets mad at himself, but it does not affect his bowling ball. It affects him in between bowling balls, but once he puts that ball up into the front of him and he takes that first step, his mind's clear, and it's it's usually on the head pin. And I, just as you said last week, he got hosed with that hit oh God, in yeah. the Worlds. Yeah. That had no business yeah. being the right side five. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry. And... I love the alley to death. That's a Moncton effect. Oh God, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but that's a that's a good one. He's my eleven. Yep. Uh, my number ten. We have officially hit the top ten. Ten, 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 ten. Uh, let's see. My number ten is a Canadian, younger guy. Mm. Well, younger to me that is. Okay. Nate LeBlanc. Nate. So. Nate is, to me, right now, arguably the top bowler in Canada right now. I could argue. It's a pleasure. And and I say that, Mm -hmm. honestly, to get to watch him bowl in the Can-Am twice a year. So, normally. I bowled against him last year when he went 1486 in Bangor. Which is the house record there now. Yep. Uh, His string against me, I bowled a 140 against him. And you still got beat by 40-plus. He threw a 186 against me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Laughing the whole time. But just crushing the head pin. Crushing the head pin. We, it, it got to the point, and I remember sitting there watching him, and it got to the point, you got disappointed when he didn't make a split shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You expected him to make everything. Everything. Um, he looks like a slingshot. I've always said that. His, he is, it, his arm is so fluid. and He's... So Nate, Nate, right now, uh, I suspect if we do this list in another five or ten years, he's he's cracking. As long he's as top he, five, as long yeah. as he continues bowling. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't. He loves bowling. Um, he, too. Lo- he loves bowling. He grew up in a bowling alley. I know. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I. He's a. He's a hell of a bowler. He's he is, so and he's good. a hell of a guy. Yeah. I. I, I truly. So um, he, here's a funny thing. So remember back in 2011, 
It's the first worlds you and I bowled together in when we were the first year we were 20. Yeah. And we were working the same job, and Nate had mailed a bunch of cans <laughs> to you because he collects beer cans. Yeah. And you had given them to me. Well, I couldn't find them to get them up there. They had been packed away when I went to yeah. college or when I moved out when I moved in with Kelly that same year. Cleaning out my grandmother's house this year, I found them. So, Nate, I have all your beer cans <laughs> that you ordered, that you had bought. So I'll bring them next time I see you. If we can ever get across the border. Because we're dirty, dirty, playground dirty Americans. Americans. Okay, my 10. You had him at 11. I have him at 10 as Sean Baker. Okay. For everything we just talked about. Yep. And I'll leave it at that because we're... Yeah. We might get rained on and we're running a little short. I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm looking at the clouds. I, again, um, Sean Baker is the lead to one of my coolest bowling stories I have, which I got to bowl beside Chris Sargent when he threw 808 at Newport. Yep. And the only reason Chris came up and bowled again is because Baker beat his top standing score at that point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number nine is uh, Gary Carrington. Beba. The Beba. Um, he... Uh, He's he's he was fun to watch bowl. Um, Everything I've seen on YouTube, man. My God, was he was he good? He goes toe to toe with, I think it's either Surrett or somebody, and just Surrett's super young as a Channel Five show oh, with yeah. stars and strikes, but Baba goes like four thirty, and it looks like it's effortless. Yeah, no, he uh, he Baba was a freaking hell of a bowler. Yeah, little that spin ball. Oh he my throws God, is crazy. Yep. Yep, so he's my number nine. Did you ever get to bowl with Gary in anything? Jesus, did I bowl with him in the Worlds? I don't think I did when I was with USA East. I think he, I think he bowled me. with Borelli's then. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, my number nine is uh, Craig Holbrook. Hall of Famer, one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. Funny. Um, I think a close second to his bowling ability might be his fantasy sports addiction that he has, him and Bobby <laughs> Witt. Um, but, again, he'll, he he's fun to talk to. And, come on, he's Craig Holbrook. Yeah. What can't be said about Craig Holbrook that everybody yeah. knows? I have Craig higher, but. You've seen him I've more seen than him I more. have. Yeah. Um, I've only seen the, the and I won't call it the twilight, but I, I've only seen the, the last half. 15 years of yeah. Craig bowling. Yeah. Um, but he's a human pitching machine. Oh, my God. Yeah. He just stands in the same spot, throws the same ball, makes every shot. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and, I've had some great matches. And, and doesn't have a 200, which boggles my I, mind. I, there are certain things that just boggle my mind. That should that defy physics. Him not having a 200 just boggles my mind. Yep. Uh, my number eight is Mike Morgan. Ah, Morgie. Um, Morgie is, is – I I've had the pleasure of bowling against him and bowling with him. I much prefer to bowl with him. <laughs> yes. Uh, Morgie is, is probably uh, – the best leadoff bowler in the world. Oh, check that out. Right above That's me. a cool plane. Yeah. He is right above us. Yep. He's flying low. Um, so, Morgie is probably the best leadoff bowler I've ever seen. Man, he, he's another guy that nothing ever changes with his approach. You never really no. see him throw a different ball. And he's got that weird, it's not weird, it's a hitch. Yeah. It's just, and he comes right under the ball. Yep. Who was better, him or Tom? Probably Mike, but Tommy was pretty close. That show they do when they bowl against each other yeah. on TV is awesome. Yeah, I, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, my number eight, you had him lower, um, is Chip Carson. Okay. Um, again, I didn't really ever get to see Chip bowl when Chip was Chip. Yep. But just knowing what I've seen and – he he's a great teammate. I liked being on the world's team with Chip the year he went with us. Um, he brings a different level of knowledge and thinking to bowling mm -hmm. that I hadn't thought about before. Um, but his leadership ability now, um, I I hate to say it, but what could have been with Chip? Oh yeah, he might have been the greatest of all time. He he had potential to be. Um, unfortunately, he had some demons. Yes, and uh, the demons won. Um, but they're not anymore. But they're not anymore, and that's that's and really great. all that matters. Yeah, um, but no, my number eight is Chip. Yep. Um, the only time I've ever lost to someone that was having a basically a heart attack. Yeah. And I'm going to do this again. Don't okay. Worry. Oh, there you go. Round two. Um, so my number seven uh, is a Canadian, and you, you've already talked about him. It's Chris Hollett. Ooh. So I've, yeah. got, I've got Chris at number seven 
um, for all the reasons you said um, and the fact that, that he's the only one I know that can not bowl league and then show up and average 130 in the Worlds. Well, that was that whole <laughs> team for a while. I, I remember one year they won it. I asked Dave, I asked them all. I go, so do you guys all bowl together in league? And they all laughed, and they looked. They go, Davey's the only one stupid enough to bowl in the league. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, they show up what? like they go on a couple of weeks before, and they start bowling. And A lot of them bowl five pin. Yeah. Yeah, more money. I understand. How do you just adjust? I don't I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I've got I've got Chris at Speaking number seven. Speaking of five pin. Yes. Everyone oh, keep Kite. track of Bobby Kite. Yeah. Bobby Kite's in the semifinals of the Calgary Clash for five pin. Yeah. I he, saw that. He murdered the dude he bowled. Yeah. <laughs> um so we are on seven, correct? Seven. My yeah. number seven, you had him lower. I'm gonna mention him again is Sean Morrison. Okay. I've seen a lot more of Sean. Like I said, yeah. I kept two of his two hundred strings. Um one of the reasons I love Bangor so much is the first few years I bowled there and bowling with all those guys. Yeah. Um, Sean's a good dude once you get to know him. Like you said, he's hyper-competitive. Um, and again, he just he doesn't have the opportunity to bowl a lot more. Don't touch his button. Yeah, and I will never push his button <laughs> in the world again, even though that story turned out on the right side for me. Oh, God. But, Yeah. <laughs> I'll always, Sorry, I I, I'll always I remember my time there. in the in the Morrison Tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, number six. Six. This is where we end today. Yeah, yeah we're going to end on number six. So my number six is a left-handed bowler out of Massachusetts by the name of Peter Flynn. Ooh. Um. One of the hardest, smoothest left-handed bowlers I have ever seen. I would love to see the exit exit velocity out of his hand. Oh my god. I, I, his arm 40. swing, he would have hit. I don't know if anybody's bowled at Hobbs, Stars and Strikes, Oxford Hills, whatever, but Peter's hand would have hit the middle of the overhead scoring. Possibly. Because Mark Smith's head touches it. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> uh, Peter is, 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 again, I've had the pleasure of bowling, bowling against him numerous times. And with him. Uh, no, I, I, oh, God, that's right. I did bowl with you Peter. You bowled with him the last year you bowled the USA oh East when you guys God, made I the finals. Completely, I'm sorry, Peter. I completely forgot about that. Um, I tried to block that out of my memory. Not that we made this, the finals, but it was such a bad week for me. Mm. Um, you the, did not bowl well that week. I did not. I was. Um, that was when you started to come back, though. I was starting to come back. I had a back problem that's been plaguing and me. And a for, knee problem. Well, I still have the knee problem, the back problem, but I just don't let it bother me anymore mm. like I did back then. Um <laughs> So I have Peter Flynn at number six. Just my number six is um, Nate LeBlanc. That's my six. Yep. Um, my second Worlds ever. I bowled with Mid Coast Maine, and we were bowling A plus at the time, or they might have still. Yeah, they were A plus accounting, I think, that year. And Richie Grassy gets pulled, and Ken Bickford looks at me and goes, "Go bowl anchor." <laughs> I said, "Okay, fun." All right. So I get to bowl the last six boxes against Nate, and it's not bad. You know, I I had two marks. In six boxes, and I, I actually think I had like 75 or 80 or something for six, so I was happy. Nate, on the other hand, finished with a four-bagger and then got up and threw another hammer when we started the next <laughs> string. Um, he started, he proceeded to, in the fifth box when I came in, leave the 5-7 and then cut it over and just walk off, nice. and I had to push his button. Nice. <laughs> See, I wouldn't have put, I don't ever push the other uh, button. I was just, that was the first time I'd seen someone make it that effortlessly, so I was like, Cool. 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 Let me get this for you. If you've ever seen Brooklyn Nine Nine, when Andy Samberg's character Peralta gets all like befuddled yeah. and like, he goes, "Cool, cool, 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 cool." Okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. And that was me. Like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Hit your button. Yeah. You made that like I make a nine drop, except with less effort. That's funny. Yeah, but Nate's my six. Nice. So we've got a we got about five minutes left. Okay. Um, so. I, I will mention uh, we are taping this on a Sunday. This will go live Tuesday morning. Um, the international mixed doubles is being held in Augusta at one seven ten bowling, uh, starting Saturday morning. Uh, if anyone's around, mm -hmm. come watch. Yes, I think twenty six teams right now. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, um, what do you think about we could do the finals if you're not in it? Uh, hopefully a minute. Okay. I, so we'll talk. I, I've won it before with, with Aaron Merrill. Mm -hmm. uh, you finished runner up with Christy Lipke, didn't you? I uh, think with Christy, Aaron and I have bowled together uh, three different times. I think we've mm. come in third 
third and first or something like yep. that. Um, Christy and I, I think, came in second. Uh, Leanne, Lowe and I came in second. Mm-hmm. Um, fun tournament. Great time. Uh, we'll be there. Start Saturday at 9 a.m. Uh, we'll bowl until probably 5 or 6 and then back at it mm-hmm. Sunday until not, you know, from 9 a.m. And usually done around 2 or 3 in the yeah. afternoon. Um, mm-hmm. So looking forward to it. Should be a, should be a great time. Uh, hoping Aaron carries me. She's uh, gonna need to. God, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Uh, so what do you want to talk about? We got we got about three or four minutes left here. Um, the Habs are gone. Ah, bye bye Habs. Bye bye Habs. Not sorry, Angela. I know you're listening. You know, not y- sorry. You know what? I'm sorry, but anyone that has a logo of a toilet seat. And that is the Habs. I, I understand it from being a Cowboys fan. You used to be good, and it's really hard to let go of that. I get it from being uh, a Cowboys fan. Canadians, not the not the people. Canadians. No, no, I love the people of Canada. Montreal Canadians suck. I'm I'm I'm, I'm just not a big even fan though of that I will province, I will really. I will you've been to Quebec. I will hold on. I will oh. say, Toronto Maple Leafs are very creeping up on the suckness factor. Getting real close to that Canadians level <laughs> of of suckness factor, uh, being a Bruins fan, huh? I'm just yeah. saying. I, that's all I'm doing is just saying. Um, if you're a Bruins fan, you automatically dislike most of the original six, anyways. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, so that is that is good. Yeah, we've uh, got uh, Celtics playing good. Celtics uh, are on at noon. Actually, they're they're, they're, they're playing going. now. Um. um what Playing. bothers me about that is, did you see the game the other night? Nine fouls in the first quarter. Oh, my God. You can't tell me. They that. were keeping Philly oh. in that series. They were trying. Joel Embiid is done crying, maybe. Maybe. You know, Joel Embiid is a... Uh, he, wow, that's my wife beating on something. Uh, maybe, maybe she's making my meatloaf. meatloaf. Yes. Um, I'm, not a, jo- is I'm not, not a Joel Embiid fan because he is about Joel Embiid. He is not about a Well, team. here's the thing, too, with Joel Embiid. He's very talented. Yep. He is not someone you build a team around. No. He is a Scotty Pippen. Yeah. No. And he, not saying you couldn't build around Scotty, but he you know he needs a star player. He has said in the past like something like, Oh, I got my thirty and fifteen or something like that. Well, that's great. Your team lost, you dude. Yeah, but the dude you were supposed to be guarding scored twenty. So right. really you had ten. Right. So no nope, Maybe Celtics. I look at basketball wrong, but that's always my thing. Like you should judge your performance by how much the guy you score you guarded scored. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I, Bruins tonight. I'll watch. I'll watch them. Oh yeah. Um, Playoff hockey isn't the same without oh, fans. It's weird, but it, it is. It is bizarre. Did you hear the update on Tuca? Why he really left? It's something about his daughter. His daughter apparently, from what I read, and they were keeping it very close to the chest because he did an interview yeah. and the guy kept saying, "If I had heard from my child what Tuca heard from his yeah. daughter, and I'll keep leaving it to him yeah. to talk about." I would have gone home too. Yeah. I unfortunately, I think there is something medically wrong with his daughter, and she was scared that her dad wouldn't be there for yeah, two months. I, I think so. And he made the choice. I think every parent I, would make. Look, I, I, I have said this. I don't have a problem with him opting out. It's when he did. I have a problem with the timing, and the fact that you don't call your coach, you yeah. let the GM know. That's my problem. I think he retires. I do. I think. I especially. I if think there is does. something wrong yep. with his daughter. You know, he's mid-30s. He's That's made old for hockey, especially a goalie. He's made his money. He um, has a ring. He has his ring. He has has his money. Mm-hmm. Um, he should have two rings, but... Well, he won't go there. He should have three rings, should have really. three rings. Uh, the Blackhawks series was a debacle. Blackhawks. Um, I hate the Blackhawks. I do. <sighs> Not as much as I hate him, the Canadians. See, I, I, I like Patrick Kane. Oh, I like... I didn't say I didn't... Individually, Pat, yeah. I like Patrick Kane. I just the team. Chicago Patrick Black Kane Hawks. looks so good in, in the spoke a, B. Not a fan. You know that. Uh, we got about a minute left um, be- before where, unless that was me, was that you or me? That was you. I have an iPhone. I don't make that noise. Oh, that was that was me. I wonder who. Uh, oh, that was my brother. Let me know that he uh, emailed the link over. Oh, very good, very good. Thank you, Dave. So, um, guys, I guess I, I guess I, I'll end it. And you, then you can okay. then you can end it. Um, my ending here is uh, pretty simple: go Celtics, go Bruins. Uh, Red Sox suck. I'm okay with it. Make the trades, trade everyone. As far as I'm concerned, salary dump, rebuild. Let's make this uh, uh, a strong, strong thing here. Yep. Um, guys, have a great week. Be safe. Be happy. Be healthy. Um, 
support one another, support us. Ripping the Rack Podcast at gmail.com. Ripping the Rack Podcast on Facebook. Uh, we are up to five listeners at least. Um, feel free to send us your uh, questions, comments, concerns, and everything else. Uh, Brian, I'll let you end. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Next week's top five. So be prepared to argue with us. Um, we will answer most questions you send us. Please send us some questions. We want to talk about what you want to hear about. Yes. I know you don't like listening to us talk all the time because nobody does. Um, but again, thank you, everyone. This is one of my highlights of my week is doing this show. Um, be safe. Be kind. Be healthy. Have each other's backs. Thank you. <laughs>